Welcome to another episode of Conversation with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampney. Um, this episode is just me. This is a um, solo episode. Um, <clears throat> this is an episode that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, it's actually one of probably one of the most personal episodes I'll do. Um, I wanted to take this time to talk about something very personal that went on in my life. Um, for those who may not know, um, my closest friends and my family knew. Um, I went through a divorce in December 2022. Um, <laughs> it was probably the hardest thing that I've ever gone through. Um, it was very personal. Um, it was an adjustment for me. It was an adjustment for my wife and it was an adjustment for my daughter uh adjustment for the whole fam the family as a whole um before i even and hopefully you all could um bear with me because this is uh it's kind of it's, it's difficult to talk about but the reason i wanted to record this episode is because i feel like it'll help somebody um you know we we on social media and other platforms. We talk about the uh, success of relationships. Um, we share our highlights, but um, we never share the lowlights. Well, some people do. Some people <laughs> some people are a bit very open um, with their personal life. Um, I'm not, I, I, there was a time where I did post a lot about my relationship, but as I got older, and my relationship, my marriage, my marriage started to um, grow older and we were together longer. I stopped sharing as much. Um, so before I get into it, let me say this. Um, like I said, divorce is hard. Um, you have you have your personal feelings. You have there's anger, there's bitterness. But I want to take this time before I say anything. Um, I want to thank I want to thank my um, my ex wife. Uh, we met at a, we met at a young age. I was twenty one. She was twenty three. Um, she was with me through all my pretty much all my adult years. Um, she's seen all my successes. She's seen my failures. She's been the person who's encouraged me. Um, she's seen me. She's seen me be emotional. She's seen me happy. There's nobody on earth that knows me better than her because she's seen everything about me. Um, we had a really good marriage. We it lasted 19 years. Um, I would honestly say most of those years were good. Um, I know people will be like, you know, well, if it was so good, you know, why did you get a divorce? Well, I mean, life is a journey. And, you know, sometimes your journey with a person will come to an end. Um, our journey, well, let me rephrase it. Um, our journey together will never end 
because we share a child together. And really, I don't even know if our journey ever would end even if we didn't share a child together because we had so many years together developing as adults. Um, Our formative years were spent together. But as I was saying, um, I will never talk bad about her. Um, She was a great wife. We had a we had a lot of great times. Um, we loved each other. We took care of each other. Um, but marriage is marriage is tough. Um, I know people say, "Well, you shouldn't say marriage is tough." <laughs> marriage is tough. Um, I, look, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I can speak for myself. It's tough. Um, you you're combining two lives into one. I have my perspective on life. She has her perspective on life. But over the years, we've always had to come together to make to make our family work. And for the most part, um, we we did a good job. Um we we, you know, we we there were some tough battles we had. Um I could think of the, the toughest one was uh my daughter being born premature that was that was the hardest battle for us to get through but um my daughter got through it and by the grace of god we got through it um but if i have to look back you know when you you know they say hindsight is 2020 i could look back and and realize like there was a lot of trauma there um for both of us but we 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 I can say I don't want to speak for her. Let me speak for myself. Um I didn't address it well. Um a lot of the reasons I didn't address it well is because I just didn't know. Um that was a new that was a situation that I wasn't familiar with and I really didn't know anybody at the time that was familiar with it. Um there's a lot of people who have children who were in the NICU, they're born premature, but most of their stays, especially the people that I knew, um, their, their kid may have been in a week, couple weeks, um, wasn't too long. Um, my daughter, her stay was 84 days. So it was a very traumatic experience for us. But it, you know, but it, it's life just, it, it's just so many things. Um, I can say this, through our whole 19 years, even in the end, we did love each other and we took care of each other. And I think that's the hardest thing. Um, When we came to a decision to divorce, it was, it was, uh, it was shocking. And it was disappointing. Um, the reason I was more shocked is because um, it wasn't what I expected. Um, nobody gets married to get a divorce. And like I said, we had been together for 19 years. So, um, you know, they say like once you hit the, I don't know, the 10 year mark, like it's supposed to get easy. I don't, I don't know if it gets easier, but um, at the end of the day, I was, I was pretty certain that we 
would be together for the rest of our lives. But, um, you know, life happens and it didn't turn out that way. Um, disappointed because, again, we had we had spent 19 years together. But we had grown, we had grown so much. Um, you know, when you start, when you start out of marriage, especially when you're young, you got, uh, you got so much of your life to look forward to. And me and her sat down and we had plans and we had visions and there were things that we wanted. And it felt like we were finally getting there. Um, like to that point where most couples want to be at where, you know, your career is where you want it to be, your finances, where you want it to be. Um, you got the family. We, we had one child, you know, but that's, that's a family. We had every, it felt like we had everything where we wanted it to be. And then it came to an end. So that was disappointing. Um, so once you arrive at that decision, there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of bitterness. And I could say for myself, um, I was really bitter, really angry. I tried my I tried my best not to um show it. I didn't want people to know, but I was really angry about it really hurt and I think the hardest thing for me was being so angry with a person that I love um I think anybody knows you know when, you, when you're a married couple you're gonna have your disagreements you're gonna have your arguments but we had never got to a point where I was like truly angry with her, like bitter. Um, almost where we, I didn't even like her. And that, that was the issue for me. Um, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't, I wasn't taking accountability for my own actions. Um, for my the re, for my reasons why the marriage fell apart, all I could look at was her, and you know how she felt, and and it just made me angry. And that lasted for a few months. Um, it was a few months because again, I was just so disappointed and shocked and just mad and when you're that mad and you and you're that upset you just can't think straight um i think my lowest no i not think i know my lowest point was when i moved out um when i moved out of the house um i just felt like really really angry um because you you losing you losing so much um for me i'm a huge 
family, man. Um, I love my family. And that was all I've known for the last, uh, my daughter's 10 at the time. So that was all I've known is to be a husband and a father. So with me moving out of the house, um, I didn't feel like I was no, I didn't feel like I was a husband anymore. And I really didn't understand how to be a father anymore. It, because my role was going to be so, it was going to be such a big change. Um, you go from seeing your child every day, living in the house every day to moving out and you're not sure how that's going to look. So <clears throat> the first day I moved out, um, I, I, I left before, but that was kind of like in and out because we were trying to, um, just, just figure out what was going on, but we knew we did, we knew we didn't. Um, we knew we were headed for a divorce, but we we couldn't figure out the logistics of, you know, how we were going to move forward. So I moved. I finally moved out of the house like, um, in May. I moved out like I moved out for good, and I think the the. The, the biggest part for me was just knowing um, that it was over. I really, I think at that point it hit me, like when I was moving out the house, I knew it was over. Um, I know people say, well, you know, you got to pray. You, know, you got to pray for things to get better. But I could, I could say like at that point I had, lost all faith that it would work out and that was the hardest thing because i mean i'm a man of god and you know the, the i'm not a i'm not an avid bible reader but i do read the bible you know at times and there's things in the bible that's very important to our lives and the bible always says you have to have the faith of a mustard seed and at that point, I didn't even have that. Like, I just knew it was over. So I went, I moved to my friend's house. Um, and I just remember crying. Like, I'd never been so hurt. I'd never been so disappointed. Um, even with my, even with my father passing, Everything I've been through, like at that moment, I, I, I think that was, I really believe that was the most hurt I've ever been. Um, just thinking about losing everything, a failing marriage, because I didn't really know how to define it. Um, you know, a lot, they, I guess they say like the average marriage ends in like three to five years, something like that. We made it to 19 years. Um, we accomplished a lot of great things, including having our child. But if it's not till death do you part, what else can you call it but a failure? So I had to deal with that, um, just knowing that it was a failing marriage. And again, let keep this in mind. This is just 
my perspective. Um, I, I'm speaking for myself. So it was a really, really like long, difficult night. Um, literally just crying uh, all night. Like I don't even remember falling asleep. Like I just remember crying the whole time, and I guess I just fell asleep. Um, and then I woke up the next day. I was still upset. I was still mad. I was still bitter. And I really don't know how much time went by, but it got to a point where I had to take a look at myself and say, okay, um, what role did you play in this marriage failing? Um, that's when you have to take that hard look at yourself and be accountable for your actions. That for me was really hard because I didn't want, like, I just wanted to be mad. Like I didn't, I wanted to be mad with her. Um, I didn't want to be mad with myself, but at the same time, I knew that wasn't helping me and it wasn't going to help our situation get any better. So I had to take a real hard look at myself and um, start being more accountable for myself and my own actions. So one of the first things that I would, that I thought about was um, just the conversations me and her would have in private. There were times where she would tell me that she wasn't happy and I was listening and I'm not even going to say I didn't make some corrections because at times I did make corrections, but um, it it didn't last long. Like I would make a correction. I would, you know, maybe correct my actions for a couple of weeks. And then it would just go back to the way things was. Um, I think one of the biggest things, one of the, one of the hardest things in a marriage is uh, you get comfortable. Um, I can I can say that I, I got comfortable and I know, you know, comfort is supposed to be a good thing, but in a marriage, you don't want to get too comfortable because if you get too comfortable, then you stop doing the things that that person fell in love with you in the beginning for. Um, there's so many factors that help you that 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 you know that leads you to get comfortable that leads to you getting comfortable. Um, time we we've been together so long, like uh, I know everything about her. Well, um, then again, I can't say everything because. Hell, I don't know any man to know everything about a woman, but I knew enough where it made me comfortable. And you stop doing the things that got the woman in the first place. So I had to come to that realization. And then I had to look at how I was loving her. Um, you know, people people tell you um, how they like to be loved. Whether you listen or not, 
that's two different things. Um, we have different love languages. She's a quality time and affectionate person. And I'm a gift giver and, and acts of service on my love languages. Um, most, most people, well, let me, you know what? Let me say for myself, because I, I don't want to generalize anything. So the way I like to receive love is the way I like to show love. So I like to buy gifts and I like to do acts of service because that's what comes natural to me. But if your partner is telling you they need more quality time, they need more affection, um, the gifts are good, the acts of service is good, but you're not meeting their needs. And if you really love that person, you make an effort to meet their needs. And it has to be a continuous effort. Like it can't be sometimes or when you feel like it. It has to be consistent. So that was um, one of the things that I struggled with was just loving her the way she needed to be loved. Um, you know, you go through life. And like I say, just, just getting comfortable it's tricky because, you know, life, life give us so many obstacles that we need to um, get over. And <laughs> you, you overcome those obstacles, overcome those challenges, and it, you feel good about it. So it makes you comfortable. And again, comfort is good, but it's a, it's a relate. It can it could truly be a relationship killer because you just, um, <laughs> you just don't don't know how to get out of it. Um, I think one of the things that I was really strong at was being a good partner, but in being a good partner, I wasn't necessarily a romantic partner. And why that worked for me, because I'm not big on romance, that didn't work for her. And at first, you know, when when everything happened and, you know, we 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 went, you know, we were separated. I couldn't see all those things. And maybe I didn't even want to see it. But uh, as time progressed, I started to see and understand where I went wrong, how, you know, what my contribution to the failure to merge was. So then after doing these self-evaluations, um, I had to figure out how to love her again, how to be supportive again. And I know people, some people may feel like, well, Maybe that's not important, but like I said, I'm a family man and I always love my family and we share a child together. So her, her well-being is essential to me. 
because we share a child. Now, whether you want to believe it or not, the the well-being of your ex-spouse has to be a factor because if they're not good, then in turn, your kid is not good. And I I personally love my daughter too much for her mom not to be good. Because if her mom is not good, again, she's not good. That's going to affect her. So I had to find it within my heart to, you know, find a way to love her again, find a way um, to work on our friendship. So that took um, that took a lot of humility. And it took a lot of prayer. And I and, and I would think about conversations that we would have, like, you know, you know, you have conversations and you know, you what if this happened or what if that happened? And I always used to say, um, I would never want to see her with somebody else. Like almost kind of like if if you if things don't work out between us, then I hope you're miserable. And, and that could be childish, that could be petty, however you want to term it. That's the way I felt at that, you know, years ago. But as you get older, you realize that uh, love is not selfish. And my, my thinking that way was selfish. Um, if you truly love a person, you want to see them successful with or without you. And the one thing I could say is I will always love her because we had too many great times. We shared too many great moments for me not to want to see her successful. So I had to understand that, hey, you know, we're not together anymore, but I want to see her do well. So I did get to that point um, and that brought me a lot of peace because if you don't, if you don't do the work to take accountability, then you can't understand where things went wrong and then you can never find that peace that you need. And once I started taking accountability for uh, my actions, you know, my roles, it brought me it brought me peace because now I know, okay, you know, the next time I get married again, I could do this, or I could do that. You know, there's uh ways for me to improve. One thing too, um I read like as I had as I stepped back from the situation. I looked at it and realized that I wanted her to get in a settling mind state. And that's not fair to her. Um, you don't want a person to be settling for you. You want a person to be happy with you. You want a person to be to love you. You want them to enjoy your company, enjoy your time. You never want a person to just be settling. And although that wasn't, you know, my intention to make her settle. Um, 
your actions, you know, how you proceed, how you do things can't force a person to settle. And I had to look, I had to think about, you know, who the man was that she met. And over the years, um, you could call it life, you could call it trials, you can call it whatever happened in my life. I wasn't the man that she fell in love with. And that's a, uh, that's something that's really hard to come to terms with. Now you can, you can think about where you were at that time period in your life, because I will say when me and her met, she provided a need that I didn't know that I needed. Um, for me, when we first met, she showed me a lot of love and a lot of affection. And I can honestly say that wasn't something, the affection, let me be clear, the affection is not something that I grew up with. I grew up in a, with love around me. I was surrounded by love. The people who were in charge of taking care of me, they loved me and I knew I was loved. But I think we we don't do a good job of establishing the difference between love and affection. And affection is like hugs, kisses, words of affirmation, things like that. And that wasn't something that I received. And growing up, it wasn't an issue because it wasn't something that I was used to get anyway. But when she came along, she was a very affectionate woman. And that was new to me. And it was exciting to me. So in turn, because of her affection, that made me more affectionate. But as time, as time went on, I noticed that I wasn't affectionate as I used to be. I wasn't the the guy that she met, like really affectionate, you know quality time wanting to just always spend time with her and again it's it's just so many factors in life that happen um you can sit back and you can think about okay what what caused this what made me you know not as affectionate as i used to be who you know i i probably could pinpoint it but that's that's a whole nother episode and that's actually more personal than what I want to get into. Um, but yeah, so I had to take that long look at myself and realize, okay, I wasn't as affectionate as she needed me to be. And she was telling me what she needed, but I just wasn't, I, I would hear it, but I wasn't acting on it. And I I can't even give you a, a, a good reason why I wasn't acting on it because it wasn't that I didn't love her. I did love her and I still love her. Um, it wasn't that I didn't want the marriage to work. I wanted out of marriage. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, I didn't do the necessary work to keep the marriage going on my end. 
um, I think anybody listening to this, I hope everyone that's listening to this knows it takes two people to make a relationship work. Now, I'm only speaking on my end because this is my podcast. Um, so I'm at, so I could freely share my perspective. Um, she, she doesn't have a podcast. And even if she had a podcast, I don't know if she would share her perspective. And she doesn't owe it to anybody to share her perspective. And neither do I. It's just, I wanted to share my perspective because I really feel, feel like it would help someone. Um, one thing that I had to, you know, get past was just feeling like a, um, like a failure because I really did. I felt like, you know, when you lose your marriage, you feel like a failure, like, you know, you know, that's just the reality. Um, there's, then there's also different pressures that we as black people deal with. Um, I look, I'm aware of what's going on. I'm aware of the family dynamics. Um, you know, unfortunately a lot of, a lot of us, a lot of black people didn't grow up in two parent households. Uh, they didn't grow up with a loving, with two loving parents. So these were all things that um, I had to think about. My daughter going from a two-parent household to, to now sharing custody. And then I have to look at fatherhood. What does that look like? Um, like I said earlier, I went from being in the house every day to um, not seeing my child every day that that was a that was a very hard thing to get used to um just not seeing my daughter every day because that was what I became used to and when you and and, and then even now thinking about it um I've always prided myself on being a family man a husband a father that was like a big part of my identity so when you get a divorce, you lose that. You lose the, you lose the husband part. You don't lose the, um, the fatherhood part, but you lose the husband part. So I had to get adjusted to that. Um, pretty much my whole adult life, I've been a team player. Um, I've been used to a working partnership. So to have to go at it alone. That was a big change for me. And uh, I, would, I wouldn't say I was scared because I wasn't scared about it, but um, I, it definitely made me think just like, hey, I, I'm so used to having a partner, you know, running things by her, you know, just life, like, you know, bills and finances i'm used to having somebody to help me with that and you lose that like all your financial decisions is about you all your personal decisions are about you and while some may feel like that's a good thing if you're not used to it it's a hard adjustment uh it took me 
it took me months to get adjusted to that. Just making decisions on my own with really not even thinking about what another person want. The like every decision I make from this point on is pretty much what I want to do. I don't have to consult with anybody. I make a decision and that's a decision. I mean, yeah, on the surface it sounds good, but you know, sometimes we don't always make the right decisions. There were there there were times um when we were together, I wanted to do some things. I wanted to make a decision and it wasn't a wise decision. And, and rather than watch me fail or bump my head, you know, she would tell me, Hey, I don't think we should do that. Now I'll give her credit for letting me be a man because she did. She always let me be a man and, and figure things out. She let me leave the house, but you know, God gives us wise, wise people in our lives to listen to them. So when she would give me wisdom, I would listen. And it would make me really think about the decision I was going to make. And most times she was right. And she saved me and her a lot of heartache by just giving me wise counsel. So that was just something else I had to adjust to. But, um, you know, it's been a few months now. Um, I'm in a much better space. And the reason I'm in a better space is because I finally took the time to acknowledge that I was hurt. Um, Because I walked around for a long time. Hey, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. And I really wasn't. But you just don't want people to know, like, on the inside, you, you messed up, you hurting, you tore up, you mad, you frustrated, you angry. Um, I think people can sense that, but even with them sensing it, you just don't want to communicate that. And I finally got to a point where I could just be honest with myself because that's the key. I mean, you could lie to everybody else. You could tell everybody else you're good, but you can't look in that mirror and lie to yourself. So I had to look in that mirror and, and just be honest with myself. Like I'm not good. I'm I'm not in a good mood. I'm upset. I'm angry. So you give your, you know, you give yourself the space to heal. And I finally did that. It took me months to do it. But I um, but I did. And not only am I better for it, she's my my ex-wife is better for it, my child is better for it, everybody's better for it because we can begin to move towards healing together. And one thing that I had to start doing, I had to start praying for her. Um, she went through a divorce too. It wasn't just me. It was both of us. And I'm sure she had a lot of hurt nights, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of sad feelings, a lot of emotions that she had to deal with by herself. Um for you know we were together 19 years and you know we had each other to lean on when we had those bad times we had each other to lean on well this this was a time that she didn't have me to lean on and i didn't have her to lean on so it was new for both of us so 
um, I got to a point where I could finally start praying for myself. I could pray for her. And I just asked God, and I still ask God to bless her with happiness because no matter what anybody thinks, she was a really good wife. And I can say that. Um, a wife job in my in my in my words, I feel a wife job is to be loving, to be supportive and encouraging. And she did all those things. She did love me. She did encourage me and she was supportive. And I can never take that away from her. So she did her job as a wife. It's just our, our marriage came to an end. And there's nothing special about me that if you divorce, you know, if you decide, if we as a if we decide that we shouldn't move forward as a married couple, that doesn't mean you should spend the rest of your life unhappy and miserable. I don't believe that. I don't want I don't want to be miserable and unhappy the rest of my life. And I don't want that from her. And it took me a it took me it took me some prayer and it took me some patience to get to that point. But thank God I did get there. Um, I said the reason I've the, I said I said in the beginning the reason um, that I wanted to record this podcast is because I wanted to help whoever listens. And I the the most helpful advice I could give is if you are in a marriage. Take the time to really listen to your spouse, like really listen. Um, listen for understanding, not listen to argue your points, you know, try to win the argument, like listen out of love, listen out of compassion, because at the end of the day, you both are a team. And a lot of these situations can be avoided. I truly believe in my heart that I could have listened more when she was telling me. I could have took what she said more seriously. And who knows, maybe we could have saved our marriage. But once you just let things get too far out of hand, you, you can't come back from it. It just it just gets it, it it's just problem after problem, issue after issue. It just keeps compounding, they keep building. And it just gets to a point that the issues just overtake anything. And you just can't, you can't see your way through them. It just becomes too much. So I would also, that would be my biggest takeaway from anybody that's married or looking to get married. You know, make sure you listen. Um, listen to your partner so you can make the necessary changes to be a better person. Um, you know, family is important. And I don't like, I really don't want to see divorce. Like, don't get me wrong. There are situations where a divorce is necessary because it's sometimes it's just, you two just not meant to be like, we, we have to start being real about these marriages. Um, you know, people say that, you know, the older generation, they lasted, uh, 40 and 50 years 
but we never talk about, you know, what was that 40 or 50 years like? Because a lot of times if you ask that person, what was that 40, 50 years like? It was pure hell. It was misery. But they just stuck through it, got through it. They just went on and continued to be married. And I personally never wanted to be in a marriage like that. Um, if if a, if I'm with a woman and she feels like this is not working, she 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 doesn't want to be here anymore. Um, I don't want to hold her up. Um, I'll do my best to have a conversation with her and convince her to stay. But if she doesn't want to stay, I understand. I do not want you to feel like you're obligated to stay with me out of, uh, for biblical or religious reasons. That just don't work for me. Um, I want you to be with me out of love. You know, you want to, you want this partnership to work and you want to be here. And that's the main thing, like just wanting to be here. So that's one thing. Um, being accountable. That's, that's huge. Um, in any relationship, like I said earlier, it's two people. But you can only be responsible for your actions. You, no matter how much you love a person, how much you adore that person, you can't be responsible for their actions. Only they can be responsible for their actions. But you can be responsible for your actions. So I would encourage anyone who's married, any married relationship, whatever you're in, even life, like just continue to take those um, self-assessments you know, look at yourself. What, what what can you change about yourself? What can you do to improve yourself? Because that's just something that I've had to learn, like, since this divorce, just being a better overall person. Um, you know, it, it pains me to say it, but um, this divorce has helped me. Um, it's made me take harder looks at myself and be more accountable for my actions. Um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that it took something this life changing for me to come to that realization that I need to start taking a hard look at myself and being accountable for my actions. But I mean, you know, unfortunately some of us in life, we don't learn lessons unless there's some pain attached to it. So this was a lot of pain for me, but I learned my lesson. And, you know, from this point on, I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm more accountable. I'm listening better because I mean, I do plan on get, uh, I, I did, I did go back and forth. I'm not going to lie. Like when this first happened, um, I was like, man, I'm not getting married again. I don't want to do this again. But, um, you know, time heals, makes you think about things. And you have to know who you are as a person. And who I am as a person at my core, um, I really enjoy having a woman to love, like, I enjoy that. I enjoy coming home to somebody um, 
having a family, like those things bring me joy. That's because that's just who I am in my core. I enjoy being a husband and a father. Um, just because I didn't complete the mission on my first marriage doesn't mean I can't try it again. So I'll try it again. Um, I know people talk bad about marriage, but marriage is actually a great thing. Um, marriage unites us as a family. And that's something the um we as a black community need we need more family right we've gotten away from family and it's starting to show in our environments there's too many single parents single moms single dads um you you take the time you think about like what if you know we were working together and i can say that from a personal standpoint my life is a little more difficult not having a partner to work with. I mean, yeah, I make a decent income. I'm okay. But I was a whole lot better when I had a partner to work with. That's just the reality. Two incomes are better than one. Two anything is, you know, just just having somebody to share your life with. Just um, to, to work with you like a great partnership, like a great partnership is everything. And I could say I had that. I wasn't the I wasn't the most romantic person, but I do know for a fact I was a great partner. So I think that no, I think I know the next time I'll have to work on not only being a great partner, but also being romantic. Um, that's just something that I need to work on. So right now I'm just taking time to continue to heal. Um, continue to learn more about myself, be more accountable for my actions because, I mean, I don't want to go through this again. So I need to make sure the next time that I do it, I do it correctly. And I'm trusting God that, you know, I'll, I'll find someone else. I'll find a woman to love again. I'll be happy again. So it's not something that concerns me. I, my biggest concern is just making sure when I do meet the right person, that I'm that I'm in the healed space to give the love and receive the love that we both need and deserve. So that's what I'm aiming towards. Um, I just want to close this by again saying I really appreciate the times that me and her did share. Um. We anytime there's a divorce, you know, you think about the bad times, but you know, something had to keep y'all together and you did have some good times. So my prayer um to those who are going through a divorce is uh to find that thing that you did love about that person. Um, you know, whatever y'all are going through. You know, especially if it's kids involved. Now, if it's just you and that person, I'm going to be honest. If it's just you and her, you and him, y'all can go about trying to separate and move on. But if there's kids involved, um, you know, really work hard at coming to an understanding for the kids, you know, because the kids are the ones who suffer the most in these divorces. Um you know, everybody sees us, 
but it's the kids that's suffering the most because they go through the most changes. So um, do your best to work with that person, with your spouse, your ex-spouse, work together for the betterment of the kids, you know, you know, pray for each other, love each other. You don't have to be romantic. You don't have to be in a relationship in that with that person because it, it just didn't work. But you should continue to love that person and you should continue to pray for them. Um, you should continue to want the best for them because that's what's going to get everyone through this. So continue to love, continue to be compassionate towards each other and just do the best you can. Um, that's it for me. <laughs> I, um, I don't know if this was long or short. Um, I feel like I was kind of all over the place. I apologize for that, but um, I didn't write anything down. I just wanted to speak from my heart. And I hope those who hear this, I hope it's beneficial to them. Um, and I pray that, you know, those who are going through tough times in their marriage, um, I pray that you can, you know, maybe seek counseling, get the help you need, and figure out something that could bring you two together. And again, just be accountable for your own actions. Um, don't look to your partner to save you. Save yourself. Take those hard looks at yourself. Always strive to be a better person. Because in the end, that's going to benefit everybody. Again, thank you all for listening to this episode. Um, I truly, truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to it. I want to take the time to thank everyone who's been supporting me all this time. Um, it's really you all's love and support has gotten me through a really tough time in my life. So I thank you all. Um, if you're just hearing about this for the first time, continue to keep not only myself, but my my uh, my ex-wife, my daughter, um, everyone who's family, because that's another thing. Um that I didn't talk about, like the family dynamics change. Um, you know, I was used to spending holidays with, you know, with my in-laws and, you know, that's something that I had to get used to not doing. So that was a big adjustment for me to hard, just, you know, just spending the holidays, not knowing what my mood, like every holiday for the, like the last 20 years, I knew what I was going to do. So for a holiday to come up and not know what I'm going to do, that was pretty, um, that was pretty sad for me too. So continue to keep all of us in prayer um, because we all need it. And I know God will get us, get us all through this because he's, he's a great God and he's merciful and he gives us what he need, what we need. So I have all the faith and confidence that not only myself, but my, but my wife, my ex-wife, my daughter will all get through this. The family will get through this. And um, we're going to continue to love each other and continue to support each other. So again, thank you all for listening to this episode. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lamp. Uh, Facebook is also conversations with Lamp. And you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.